Rabbit Football Podcast. As you can see, things have changed. There's a new host in town. And hey. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a new experience. But uh, welcome, guys. Hope you guys have had a good week. Um, I hope you guys have had a good week. I'll first oh, yeah. start by asking oh, yeah. my friend, <laughs> Uncle Curtis, how has your week been? It was a terrible week, man. Another loss. <sighs> I don't know what to do anymore. I think I'm going to give up on football and start following the exciting world of 10-pin bowling. <laughs> it's fine. Let's have these conversations. This is your venting session, so let's have it. Uh, and across over there for me, it's my boy, Lucas. Away, away. I'm, I'm all good. Interesting week, but nine goals. I'm happy. Oh, yes. I, like I you forgot about that. High on the high register. You, you couldn't even wait to rub it in, eh? Hey? <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's been an interesting week of uh, football. Um, but other than that, guys, um, you guys good? Yeah, good talk. Good, good, good. No man, that's great. Uh, it's been an interesting week <clears throat> of football. We saw some high scores. Um, some people here happy. Some aren't. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the people who aren't happy. But let's get into it. Um, in the first couple of fixtures, we'll start with the Arsenal game. No, actually, we don't need to start with the Arsenal game. I'll start like let, Lucas. Let, let's start there. No, there's no need. <laughs> there's games we missed out on. So I'll look at the games that were on Wednesday, the 3rd of February. Uh, if you look here, it's uh, Man City went against Burnley. They beat them 2-0. Uh, Leicester. Beat Fulham 2-0. Surprising event. Uh, Everton 1-2-1 against Leeds. Um, no other interesting fixtures except the last one. Liverpool lost against Brighton. Are you going to ignore my boy Jay Links? Hey? My boy Jay Links. Okay, fine. The West Ham. I'll give your boy boy credit. (laughs) I was quite impressed with him. But the fixture on that day that was actually quite the highlight was Liverpool losing to Brighton. Let's get into that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the one that we want to get into. So it seems as though Brighton uh, pulled, pulled off an upset against uh, Liverpool. They beat them 1-0. Um, Steven Alzate scored that with a Leandro Tossard assist. Uh, any thoughts on that game, guys? Uh, me, not much thoughts. Uh, Liverpool have been struggling <laughs> all year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool fans, stop making excuses. Uh, we know that you're missing centre-backs. Uh, when people used to complain that injuries, injuries, you guys would say, no, but it's part of football. It's part of football. Mm. All right? It's part of football. We don't care if you're missing your two favourite central defenders. I'm normally your uh, defender in terms of injuries, but since nobody got love for Arsenal, I'm not giving anybody love. That's all I have to say on that result. Interesting thoughts from you, Curtis. Uh, Lucas. The, the agenda started early. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, going, to, <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm going to be the objective, the objective <laughs> yeah. guy. I'm weighing out this debate. Yeah. So, Lucas, yeah. what what do you think about that Liverpool? Yeah. Anything look, look that, that one, that one I, I'll actually give to Burnley. Uh, so, so, I was watching the game and... Uh, Brighton. Was, uh, sorry, sorry, Brighton. Mm. Not not uh, not your favorite club, not that. <laughs> I'll actually give it to Brighton. I think they had a good performance. I think they were worthy of the win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the... who did, Liverpool lost to Burnley and it was that like penalty smash and grab type of thing. I thought uh, Brighton were good for their win, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, if I look at that game, it's uh, something that was inevitable to happen. I think uh, 
Adrian, not Adrian, sorry, Allison missed that game. Hmm. Uh, of course, that's a big, big, big fix, a uh, big guy to miss out in the game. Hmm. Uh, same Liverpool problems in the defense. Um, Nathan, Nathaniel Phillips had to come in and Henderson at the back. Yeah. Uh, you can clearly tell that there was going to be a problem with, uh, the defense. And Brighton obviously is one of those teams. If you sleep on them, they're going to give you trouble. Yeah. So, I won't say I wasn't surprised by that result, but I feel as though, you know, Liverpool's time was coming. They needed a reality check as well. Yeah. What's going on in the back was not going to go on for that long. Long unbeaten runs will always end in spectacular failure. Indeed, indeed. Two losses at Anfield in a short space of time after what? 69, whatever. Because you dare mention <laughs> Long <laughs> unbeaten runs end in spectacular failure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetic justice and you're gone I'll look at another fixture from the Wednesday games uh, 3-1 between the game uh, of Aston Villa and West Ham West Ham took that 3-1 if we look at that it was a debut game for Jesse Lingard Lucas what what what's his things what is it <laughs> anyway. that weird <laughs> Lucas I've got a question for you yeah. What does that performance tell you as a United supporter? Um, it it tells me United's training is competitive because <laughs> that man's fit. That man was fit, play, played played very well. Okay. United um, boy, love him, happy for him. So you've got no questions about why a player has been left out of that side, of your Man United side, in Jesse Lingard? Yeah, he was left out for three years, Chief. <laughs> no, no, I get you. He was left out for three years, but uh, you guys seem to have had problems in that, uh, you know, in that midfield of yours. Don't mm. you think he would have fit in nicely? No, because that's Bruno's position. No, I get so. you, it's Bruno's position, but mm. uh, Jesse's a versatile player. Yeah. Look look I I I would I would be happy to to have him and as as Ollie has actually said sending him out to West Ham is that you hope he gets his games mm. whatever and comes back to United and 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 be a good player. Look he he, he fell off for, he fell off for a, for a little bit due to a lot of personal reasons and that kind of thing but personal reasons meaning his mom died and he has to take care of the kids. Oh, how sympathetic of Man United supporters. Anyways, Curtis. <laughs> I have some questions for you. Uh, how how did you view that game? Uh, I still Sorry, let me stop you there. Feelings, Ballon d'Or. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to further elaborate on what I wanted to ask. Uh, from a point of view where Aston Villa has now uh, lost the game, where they looked like they was they were in control of not necessarily the season, but they were they had an upbeat season. Mm. What do you think of that? Oh man. Um, Aston Villa were down to go down mm-hmm. or in a dip of form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie Watkins has got 10 goals for the season. I think three of those came against Arsenal, so he's got seven goals. Uh, Four. No, no, no. Three, three, two goals yes. in the first leg and then one goal in the second leg. And that hat trick from Liverpool. against Liverpool. Yes. So that man sitting with six goals against traditionally top six teams. Mm. All right. Uh, then you look what Ollie Watkins is doing the rest of the season. He's played 23 games. He's got four goals amongst the rest of the Premier League squad. Um, that's not good enough. Uh, for Aston Villa? For a striker. Where? In, in league. 
if you're just scoring against the big teams in one game and then the rest of the season you're not scoring against any of the opposition to me that's not good enough as a striker to me okay fair enough like the Aston Villa (laughs) they finished 17th and celebrated last season it's a good return in relation to Aston Villa but as a striker it's not a good enough return because then what's going to happen over there you're going to fall into the trap of thinking a striker is better than he actually is right because it's three goals against Liverpool it's not going to happen every week it's three goals against Arsenal. It's not going to happen. Okay, fine. It happens every week since it's two games in a row he's got over there. So now you're six, sitting on six uh, goals, and then you've got four goals in 21 other games. What are you doing those 21 other games? Are you working hard? If you're telling me he's working hard, get that man out of my football team. I don't want James Milner. I don't want Jordan Henderson. Those are not my type of soccer players that I want, especially no less than a striker. Right, a man that worked hard for me was Hesky, and Hesky at least provided goals to Michael Owen. Only Watkins is just wasting chances, especially when you look that he's got Grealish in the team, sitting on ten assists. It seems as though you have an uh, an issue with Ollie Watkins. Um, I'm going to try pinpoint where this issue came from. Is that because uh, many Arsenal fans have been crying for a striker like Ollie Watkins? Yes, because they're stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you if you're an Arsenal supporter and you're saying you want Ollie Watkins at at uh, Arsenal you are stupid and there's no way to mince my words about that you're a dumb man for the simple fact of Ollie Watkins is sitting on 10 goals as mm. I said Grealish is sitting on 10 assists okay. Grealish you can see maybe deserves to go to a higher club okay. right you're saying that Ollie Watkins is doing a better job than like a Zeta and Aubameyang this season right Aubameyang is on a bad run of four Ollie Watkins wishes he can get a return that Aubameyang did in one of his many seasons. Right? Mm-hmm. Lacazette is on eight goals and Arsenal have been dreadful offensively. Okay. Dreadful. But I think we're getting sidetracked here. you bringing on your own issues. We're talking about <laughs> Aston Villa. Anyways, let us look at the other games. Um, I think from the Wednesday fixtures, we have one more to look at that was interesting. Well, interesting. Uh, because of the top six uh, opponent, uh, Man City beat Burnley 2-0. Surprise, surprise. Do we care? No, they got yeah. the top like now. Yes. I, <clears throat> I, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, 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 I'll give you your take hmm. as to why you care. I'm going to ask you why you care about that game because there is a, a, a good race going up there on the top. Good race. So, no, yeah. There's no race there. No, there's a race. There's no race. Don't take away credit from Man United. Like, you Arsenal no supporter. Shame on you. No, there's no such. It's like uh, Man United. Bolt. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop this Man United you, guy. You, you saying Bolt plays against how many uh, opposition? Was it ever in competition? Top eight, doesn't it? Any... <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop you. Let's get into it, Lucas. Uh, with the Man City game. Hmm. Man City took down Burnley away from home. Uh, Two 0 uh, goals by Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling. Yeah. With assists from the normal man, uh, Elkai Gundogan. Yeah. Uh, how did you find that game? I I, I, th- I thought it was good to watch because that was City's 13th win in a row, all competitions. Mm. Right? Um, so so I think it's it was definitely entertaining because when you're watching a good team click into gear, mm. I think I think that that that's uh, that's that's always a good watch. I think Ruben Diaz again, um, like like I, like I said last time, I think City have um, City have horses for courses. You know what I mean? Like it's if it's a physical game, they're winning it. If it's a football oh. game, they're winning it. Oh. Uh, that that kind of thing. So I think I think it was 
a very good performance by them. Yes. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Hmm. I'd like to make another another apology to Burnley. It seems as though they've got another black player oh. by Richard Norte. They move uh, from talking. So there's two black players. Uh, but that's me uh, deviating from the point. Hmm. But yes, Lucas, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Ruben Diaz has been very fantastic. He's uh, handled hmm. himself. Everyone he seems to be playing with, he makes them better. Yeah. So we need to give him credit. Um, from your side, Uncle Curtis, um, Man City, what would you think of their performance against Burnley? Uh, Man City are clicking into gear. Mm. Uh, yeah. They're showing the quality that they are. I was doubting their goal-scoring ability. Uh, it's fairly inconsistent from game to game. One game they're winning 5-1, the next game they're winning 1-0. But that's the true test of champions, if you look at it in that way. So I can't fault them for that because they're finding a way to win these games. And 13 games in a row uh, is a tough feat to beat. Exactly. Uh, we'll discuss the other game where they went on to go to 14 to beat the great manager over there and mm. to pass that level over there. But Man City, Pep, looks like he might walk away with it if he let him do this. Indeed, indeed. Um, then we look on to the other fixtures. There was a game on Thursday, 4th of February. Chelsea versus uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, if you guys didn't know, I think this was the third game of Thomas Tuchel's uh, reign. Yeah, something like that. Yes. <clears throat> so he took on Tottenham away from home and uh, they beat Tottenham 1-0. Um, guys, it was a penalty, hey? Yes, it was a penalty, a penalty from Jorginho. Yeah. I think it was Timo Werner who won the penalty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, guys, I'll start with you, Lucas. Any yeah. thoughts? Um... It it was it was a it was good from to- Thomas Tuchel. Mm-hmm. I think a very even game. Remember, remember, it's a penalty, and it's it's one of those. It's sad that that's a penalty, but it is a penalty. You, yeah, you you know you know what I mean that kind of thing. But uh, Ch- Chelsea Chelsea again moving the ball around quite a bit. He's gone back to Antonio Conte tactics. Um, so so it looked good there. That was I don't think Kane played there for for Spurs, obviously. So. I think that's one one of the games. We need to start to figure out what drugs Spurs are pumping into King for him to come back from series. Oh, yes. two I think, later. Mm. yeah, I think this this mm. was the the first game after he got injured during the. Yeah, he was second. out for about a week or so. Second. Yes, he was essentially out for a week. Mm. Uh, his time was unknown, but it seems as though he's come back mm. uh, to yeah. to play. Credit for credit to uh, the. The Tottenham Hotspur's uh, medical staff for that. And yeah. whatever steroids they're giving him. Yeah. They can't find them. So what can you say? Mm. You can say. Lots of things. Yes. Mm. So, um, this is an Arsenal fan whose team has injuries. <laughs> and then obviously other people's teams are fit. <laughs> mm. <And I'd> like <laughs> for context. To, <laughs> I'd like to ask you guys a question. Uh, looking at that game from, uh, from uh, both views, um, it seems as though Tottenham struggled without... Uh, Without Harry Kane, uh, any thoughts on that? What implications does uh, Kane's absence have in like uh, the team setup for Tottenham? Tottenham, I'll ask you, Uncle Curtis. Tottenham thoughts. Kane, they finished tenth. Tottenham thoughts. Okay. Uh, Kane, unless they please <laughs> wait. Uh, Where's Arsenal? You tenth. Well, you're eleventh. Yeah, we eleventh. So if they finish tenth, they finish above you. No, they don't. Oh, okay. We drop it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, cool. Right, but that's the way I view it because without Kane, there's no goals. Mm. Uh, 
talking about the game that they played over the weekend. What happened? Kane played. Tottenham scored. Two goals. Without Kane, no goals. They're losing it. So that's the way I look at it. Because it wasn't the first loss that Tottenham had. also lost to another stupid team the week before that. I think it was Brighton or something like that. Hmm. So, yeah. Without Kane, Tottenham uh, shadow over side. Uh, the, I can't think of the team right now. When he hits me during the podcast, I'll tell you which team I'll compare them to without Kane. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Lucas, from your point of view? Yeah, I, th- I think, I think, um, Spurs, um, I think Mourinho's, um, tactics and his way about going about football, I think this, this era doesn't have the right center backs for Mourinho's football. Mm. This era, there's no Terry and Cavallo. There's no Galas and whoever. There's no whatever. So, I mean, Eric Dyer and, and whatever. Look, I, I think that's their bigger issue at center back than, 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 than really Kane. But obviously Kane is the, the reason they score goals. <laughs> so. The reason for being. Exactly. Exactly. So, so without Harry Kane, I think, I think it's difficult because I mean, you have, Two players attacking, basically. Mm. So Harry Kane gets the ball, holds the ball, turns the ball, passes the ball, and scores the goal. He's he's doing more than an average player. So when he's replaced, you don't get anything near that. You actually need two players to replace him. Probably. Are you saying that mm. football has moved on from Mourinho football? No, no. I think Mourinho's football can still work. I think he doesn't have the centre backs for it. Mm-hmm. This so era doesn't have doesn't have the centre. So it's moved on if this era doesn't have the centre backs. No. It's not moved on. It can still work. But the there's era. no centre-backs. Yes, but then I wouldn't say it's moved on. It's moved on if there's no centre-backs to that ilk. No, how is it moved on? It's moved on because there's no centre-backs to that ilk. What I'm no, may- is maybe there's... next year there's more centre-backs. Then it comes back. Or what is that? No, it's it's still here. Oh, so you're saying they haven't, he hasn't discovered, so his recruitment is what failing. No, I think there's a dearth of good centre-backs. Mm. Okay, but then you're saying he doesn't have the centre-backs he wants. Yes. Okay. So, so, so remember in Mourinho's winning eras, right? Yeah. He wins with Terry and Cavalier. Are they the best center backs in the world? No, there's, they're, they're very, they're very up there, but the league has Olaf Malberg at, at, uh, Aston Villa. It has Vidic and Ferdinand or whatever. There's a whole, yes. he could have Galas on his bench. Mm-hmm. Now there's Eric Dyer in your starting okay, 11. But, but I'm, what I'm trying to pinpoint here is where the failure is. It with Mourinho not recruiting the centre-backs he wants or there's just no centre-backs like that? Because mm. it's one of the two. It can't be there's no centre-backs and then Mourinho's not at fault, right? No, he right. is at fault, right. definitely. So then Mourinho's at fault. Yes. He's not recruiting Let correctly. me interrupt your pointless <laughs> conversation. <laughs> To go to the next game. Because we're just dilly-dallying around over stupid things. Centre-back the centre-back that. Uh, let's look at the games from the weekend. Uh, we're skipping Tuesday, Chief. Right? We're skipping Tuesday. Oh, forgive. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. I actually, we record, guys, for context, we record on Tuesdays. So I didn't look at Tuesdays. So mm. forgive me, Lucas. I, I almost took away a big no part worries, of the no conversation worries, no from you. Um, ooh, two parts, actually. Um, we'll start with the first game, which was uh, Wolves versus Arsenal. Um, Wolves took that 2-1. They played at the Molyneux, and they beat us. Um, let me look at who scored. Um, it was a penalty from Ruben Diaz. Uh, no, Ruben Neves. 
And uh, another one from uh, Jean Moutinho. Fabulous mm. goal. I remember that. Um, two red cards in the As- in the Arsenal game from David Luiz, who gave away the penalty. And Bernd Leno, who tried to fool everyone by hitting the ball <laughs> with his hand. But <laughs> Nicolas Pepe right, scored yeah. a, a fabulous goal in that game. Um, I'd like to start with the Arsenal supporter here. Uh, Uncle Curtis, what did you think of that game? School refs. I'm mm. tired of complaining about English refs. School refs. Mm. Very inconsistent on the move on. People can tell me it's a red card all you want. Mm. Screw you guys too. Mm. There's never a red card. Not to me. Mm. Not when you clip in by the... Your stats are clipping the knee. Your stats are clipping the knee. That's a yellow to me at best. I'm going to divert you, uh, Lucas. Sorry. I'm going to try have an engaging conversation 100%, with Uncle 100%. Curtis. I, I, um, actually, actually, yes, by calling that, uh, do you think that those red cards were justified? No. The second one is not the first one. The first one? Not the first one. Okay. But in a similar game, in a game that same day, there was a red card with the same incident. Don't you think that there was a little bit of consistency in the refing in that day? Not no matter how bad, but there was consistency. No, not when one is overturned and the other one is not. No, that's a different subject. It's a different subject, but a t- poor reference is poor reference. Because you have to look at it in the whole context. If they overturned one, it was a poor ref decision, even though they went to VAR and was... You know what happened? You walked through Sunnyside and you got mugged. Your cell phone got stolen. And my cell phone also got stolen in Sunnyside. The difference between the two of us is they gave you your SIM card back. <laughs> But That's all day. that happened. Okay. At the end of the day, we both got marked, bro. I hear you, man. You made that decision to walk through Sunny's. Portion. At the end of the day, we were, we were both hard done. Yes, we yeah, got. We both got marked. Terrible, inconsistent refereeing. Who yes. told you to walk through parts oh, of Sunny's? Hold, hold, hold on. Can I? Can I? Can I ask you both the David Luiz red card, right? Mm. According to the rules of of the game, right? Uh, the rules set out before yes. the game even played. Mm. Do you guys think that's a red card according to the rules? Did the referee at least play out the rules correctly? Um, I think so. Since you're asking, uh, I think there's a rule. It's an unwritten rule called the double jeopardy rule. Essentially, if you are the last man and you take down the guy in the box, if it's not a malicious uh, foul and you've awarded the penalty, they're Hmm. saying like there's no point in punishing you twice. So we'll give you the penalty and a yellow card. Hmm. essentially what was supposed to happen in that in a perfect world was David Luiz was meant to get uh, concede a penalty and just get a yellow card it was two harsh decisions which essentially changed the game so according to the rules no it shouldn't have been a red card but consistency it happened in another game later on which we will discuss Hmm. I'm sure Lucas is looking forward to that but yeah, that's my point of view. Refs are terrible. School Peter Walton also is stupid. <laughs> so from, from did the referee play out the rule correctly? Should it have been a penalty? Should it have been a red card? Should have been a penalty, yes. Not mm-hmm. a red card. Mm, interesting, interesting. But yes, nonetheless, I feel like we we're spending a little bit too much time on that game. <laughs> uh people are upset here. But um from my like signing off on that, I think Arsenal started the game off well. Uh, the red card changed everything. And then, yeah, we went back to playing stupidly. 
But that's it. Let's talk about another game that happened on that night, on Tuesday. Uh, Manchester United played against Southampton. And then Manchester United pulled off one for the record books uh, by giving Southampton nine. In that game as well, two red cards, um, many goals. Not going to go much into details, but I'll just go into details about the essentially top performers. It would obviously be Bruno Fernandes with uh, the two assists and a goal. Uh, Martial had two goals in there. Um, but besides that, it was just the overall team contribution. Hmm. Uh, let me start with you, Lucas, since it's your team. Uh, how did you feel about that game? Yeah, it, it, it was, it was a good one-off game. It was a good one-off game. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, obviously you want to, it's during the season. So you'd, you'd want to put this game into the context of the season, mm-hmm. but I just sort of want to bring it back to the game in itself. It was a good game. This team can score goals and, and they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prime Barcelona. Hey. Prime Barcelona, the team on that night. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Are they, were they Prime Barcelona on that night, your team? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I guess. Mm, yes. uh, <laughs> we have Prime Ben. Uh, just a side note, just uh, not to forget, uh, they got a Southampton got a red card. Potion, you see your boy over here is busy laughing, man. <laughs> the day his team starts losing, man. Do not hold me back when this man, when I start laughing at this man. Oh, no. Sure. Oh, uh, but I, I but, but will, will I start with Prime Barcelona? I won't do that. I won't do that. Uh, but I just want to point out the fact that uh, Southampton had two red cards, one in the second minute, which kind of changed the game, and one in the 86th. Yeah. Uh, I think in the 86th minute, there were two goals conceded. Um, no, so the second red card was the, at like 6 0 already. Yeah, it was 6 0. Right? Yeah. Yes, Bednarek. Sorry. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, yes, it was 6. Hmm. No, no, no. It was 7. Forgive me. He got the record for the penalty to make it 7, I think. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Bruno Fernandes got a goal, 87th minute, which oh. made it 8, and then Daniel James, 9. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, Uncle Curtis, I'd like to ask you, since uh, a similar situation, uh, happened with the Arsenal game. How do you feel about that red card? Mike Dean must retire. He's terrible. Oh, the red cards. Mm. Oh. <laughs> he is. He is old. 47 or 51. Mm. No 51-year-old man should be chasing 30-year-old men on the pitch. <laughs> mm. Get mm. out of there because you can't keep up with the pace. Your eyesight is bad. You went to go review that on VAR 13 times and you couldn't see Martial died. Mm. Please retire. Sorry for your death threats, but you're a terrible ref. Retire. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yes. Uh, I think I feel a similar way. Because uh, that red card was rescinded. But apparently it was rescinded because there was no contact. Um, I don't know how a professional like Mike Dean didn't see that. Didn't mm. see that. Because he actually went to the monitor and spent uh, quite a bit of time looking over that uh, red card. Uh, but... Other than that, uh, it's not the first time. Well, it's the second time in two years that uh, Southampton has conceded nine goals. In a year. In a, yeah, well, in a year, but over two seasons. Um, but looking over their lineup, they, were, they had quite a lot of changes. I think Carl uh, uh, Walker-Peters wasn't on the right anymore. Um, Kane Ramsey came in. Yeah, they had uh, quite a few youngsters. Yes, they had a, a Vestergaard wasn't in. 
Uh, Jack Stevens came in for them. Uh, some Swiss kid, Alexander Jankovic, who happens to be black and <laughs> who was also the the butt of all the, yeah. the abuse. Yeah. Uh, came in for them. He got the red card most in two yes, minutes. Yes, he got the red card in two minutes and got the abuse from the Southampton fans. Mm. But yeah, essentially, from a Southampton uh, point of view, I felt like there were too many changes to try experiment with against a team such as Man United. It, it was forced changes. It was forced changes. They, they yeah. had to put a lot of the. I'll the stop youth you there. Yeah. Uh, with the right back, they recently gave Jan Valere the the second string right back. They gave him away on loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the the the, the move, the, a lot of the changes that uh, were made were quite self inflicted mm. because they didn't need to loan out that guy. They had a decent bench and Nathan Redmond. Uh, okay, centre backs. I don't blame them. Fair enough, fair enough. There they got hands. But yeah, it is what it is. Second nine of the year. Congratulations. <laughs> well, not second nine of the year. Second nine within the space of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then from these fixtures, I will move on to the ones. Wait, 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 guess. Was it a good performance from United? Oh, like, oh. <laughs> Was it a good performance? Well done. Spectacular. Well done. Okay. Spectacular. Okay. Okay. I'll now we can move on. I just wanted to that. hear that. I'll give you that. I just wanted to hear that. I don't know what, <laughs> what you thought you were going to hear, but it was a spectacular performance from you guys. Mm. So we move on to Saturday, uh, 6th of February. Uh, it was a game against Aston, Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Uh, it was at Villa Park. The game ended 1-0 to Aston Villa. Hmm... Nothing much happened in that game besides one goal from Ollie Watkins in the second minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with the Arsenal supporter right next to me. Uh, Curtis, how do you view that game? Uh, individual error by Cedric, right back playing left back. Mm. Uh, I feel like Teta should rather move Saka into that space because mm. uh, Cedric is giving away goals and teams are attacking him on that side. Uh, they got an early goal. Set back, counter attack the rest of the game. Well deserved win by Southampton. Aston uh, Villa. Aston Villa. Yes. I'm a confusing team where my team loses now. I yes. think we got hands from both of them. So. <laughs> both of them, man. Um, I'm not going to hop on about ref decisions. We should have won that game irrespective of whatever else happened in that game. Mm. Uh, can they please. Please, when we go one more down, not bring William on the pitch. I'm tired of seeing that man on the pitch. That man lost the ball as many times as Partey did, right? Who played 74 minutes in 15 minutes. I do not want to see William on the pitch for a good six months. Hmm. He's not on the pitch. I think we score. He goes on the pitch. We lose creativity. I don't know what they're doing. Arteta's forcing the man I don't like. Interesting. Some more William Slander. We will never get enough of that. <laughs> so, Lucas, what do you view of that game? I, what was I, your view? I think it was, uh, obviously from an Arsenal supporter's end, it would, it would have been a frustrating game. But I, obviously mm-hmm. watching the game as a neutral, I thought a big tactic that Arteta plays is the physicality. Um, Arsenal tends to look better when Partey is in the team because he can stand the pressure. The, Aston Villa is a physical team, mm. right? So 
Um, so it, it was interesting to see that. I, I thought, I thought Aston Villa won the game, early goal, whatever, defended well, probably takes the three points rather than saying, you know, it's a clear victory. Um, but, 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 but it, it was okay. This, this Arsenal team is, is up and down for me. I'm, I'm not too sure what their strengths really are. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So also again, I mean, coming out of decent form or thought they turned the form around mm. and then two losses, Life two losses in a way. Yeah. Life hits you flat in the face. Mm. Just yes. get William off the pitch and you win games. Mm. That's all I can say. Mm. Um, from my view, I watched that game. Um, there was a significant change in that game. Uh, Matt Ryan, a new signing of a goalkeeper we brought in. Uh, he started his first game. And uh, Cedric Suarez starting his, I think it's his second game as left back. Um, if you look at his previous game, I think it was against Man United. Uh, we, no, not was previous. Man. Yeah, yeah was the against. one before Wolves. <laughs> um, he was given a lot of trouble because he was identified as the weak link. Same as uh, Wolves, he was also identified as the weak link. Uh, most of Wolves' attack came from the from his side. Hmm. Um, he caused the mistake uh, by uh, giving the pass that led to the goal. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it was a decent performance from Arsenal. Um, there's nothing much to say. We decent lost from just lacking bite. Yeah, I, I will say that I did like it when Udegaard came on. Yeah, uh, he was he was a positive. I could okay. see that there was one or two passes that he did, gave to Pepe where he was one or two loose mm. passes. I'd like to see him start in place of Emil Smith Rowe in the next game. That's what I will say. To give uh, him just a rest, to give him a rest. Like he's a young boy. Like play, like rotate. You can't put mm. like I think I said it that we can't put the weight of the shoulders on a twenty-year-old kid to start. Already suckers overperform. We're not going to get another 19, 20 overperform yeah. week in, week out. Mm. So give the boy a rest. Let him okay. learn from more experienced players. Mm. League position that it leaves you guys in? Exactly what I was about to ask, wise ass. But looking at uh, Arsenal's <laughs> league position after this game, I think they are 10th. We were 10th after yeah. the game, but we're 11th as things like. Oh, yes. Due to yesterday's game, uh, we are now 11th. We are on page two. We don't feature. How does that make you feel? William is our top assist. How do you think it makes him feel terrible? Top assist. In the Premier League, William's got the most assists. That man hasn't had an assist since game two. Okay. That is but disgusting. He's got for Oscar. Lucas, how does that make you feel? As a rival supporter, look, watching us crash and burn. Look, look. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to shed a tear for the supporters of the team that always give mine um, mm. Uh, mm. the number two, but but just speaking to what it actually is. Obviously, obviously, United. Uh, sorry, Arsenal sitting in eleventh is 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 sort of a false position. Arsenal is not the eleventh best team in the league. Mm. You know what I mean. But I can't place where Arsenal should be. You, I agree with you. You, you. you know what I mean? So there's things about the team that I like. I mean, 
Partier comes in. Partier looks good, but next to Partier, all of a sudden, Shaka looks good. Now you, now he looks like the passer that you've had, you've had, you've had. Mm. I'm, I'm not a fan of Lacazette, but um, Aubameyang scores goals in this league. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not a fan of Pepe either, but um, Smith Rowe looks, Smith Rowe looks all right. Kieran Tierney. Is it your Congolese blood eating on the Ivory Coast, man? Uh, Why do you hate Pepe? I, I I don't hit paper. I just don't think you can do one thing every game and expect to be. But he scores doing that one thing. How many? He's already got three goals in the three stars that he had. Mm. Well done. We're twenty something games in. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but if you weren't playing, and then when you play in a team that's, I was saying, Pepe lacks creativity around him, and mm. he starts scoring, the one thing that he does works. Uh, no, I think I, I think it, I think he's limited. I think it's he's it's as limited as Rashford. Hey, he's as limited as Rashford. Mm. Sure, sure. No, actually, Rashford is a much better player than Okay. He's not. Mm. Fair enough. Not. Then, then that's the difference of opinion. But to me, um, Pepe, I, I'm not. I'm not even hating on him. I'm just saying, if you're trying to be where Arsenal thinks they should be, is Pepe the guy? To I'd me, like I'm to not interrupt sure. you guys mm. since you were saying that uh, Pepe is better than Rashford. I'm going to be objective. Mm-hmm. Pepe scored four goals, and Rashford. Has scored a magical eight and what, sixteen in all comps. What makes Pepe better than Rashford? Look at the games. Hmm? He's played less games. Pepe's probably played half the amount of games. Hmm. So the guy who can't get picked by his own team is better than the guy who's getting picked in the team higher up the league. Come I on. Have, I have an issue with my manager not playing him because I think he's one of the better players hmm. and he didn't play. Him. So that's an issue away from football itself. Okay, but if he's not playing, where do you get the thing to say he's better than the guy that is playing? What he's he looking play. better on the bench. When he does play, he looks better. Ah, oh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I, I just don't personally rate him. In all fairness, just because your parents called you to come back during the nighttime soccer games in the street <laughs> and you've scored less games, it doesn't take away from the fact that you've scored less games. Yeah, mm. But I'm saying, but when we just play, we don't want to judge on stats because if we're going to do that, then Elisher is the greatest Premier League striker ever. Not to me. KDB rent? No, but KDB rent, he also doesn't have the best number of the assists that I gave him. He's the but best then that is stats, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying he's the best of this generation, like oh, I said in okay. that argument. Oh, he's not enough. the best mm. ever. Oh, fair His enough. His numbers don't match to the best ever. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I think in conclusion with that game, uh, Arsenal was surprised. It's their defense. Um, he he's, he showed up the defense quite a bit, but the timing of the goals that they concede. No, individual errors. It's individual errors. Hmm. But you got to put some blame on the manager as well. Hmm. He gave away Sai Kalasinech on loan. He gave away Ainsley Maitland-Niles on loan. Uh, two replacement left backs. What do you expect? If you're going to put a guy who's traditionally played uh, right back He's essentially Cedric Suarez is our backup for both positions. If someone gets injured, if left back and right back gets injured, I hate to see what was what's going to happen for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. That's why I say I felt you should play soccer instead of Suarez, especially for the yeah. mm. Nah, I, I I get you there. But yeah, looking at the other games of the of the day, um, Man United went against Everton. A very interesting game. Uh, went down to the wire. Uh, Man United drew three all with Everton. Uh, the goals came from Bruno as usual. Uh, Cavani against mid-table teams. Oh, 
top four teams for now. <laughs> well done. And Scott McTominay. And from the Everton side of you, it was Dominic Calvert-Lewin, James, and Dakore. Uh, let me start with the Man United supporter. How do you feel about that? Tell me how you feel. So I, I actually don't feel that bad about the game, but, but it, uh, but it was, but it was obviously a, yo, it's a weird one. First 45, not 45 minutes, let's say 43, basically while Pogba's on the pitch, United had that game hands down. Pogba's mm. running that game. Pogba gets a thigh injury, comes off, my boyfriend comes on. <laughs> I think I actually noticed the, a rant on Twitter about that from where you you clearly express your your disdain sure. for Fred. Like if if I ever wanted to make my point about Fred, ne? or 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 just just basic my my thing about United, ne? is what's that first half and second half? Mm. Pogba in the center controlled the game, or whatever. He's playing next to Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay next to Pogba. All you have to do is win it. Give it to Pogba. Mm. Game. But then Fred and Fred and Scott McTominay play together. They win it, give it to. So so sorry if 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 you if you don't believe me on the rant, please watch first half, second half as to Maguire. Maguire at the back playing next to Pogba. He's a good passer at the back next to Fred and Fred and McTominay. Maguire is now in midfield because those two cannot pass. Oh, I thought it was Maguire. No, Maguire's good. Maguire's dope. Mm. Maguire's dope. I love Maguire. Okay. Yeah. All right, interesting. Yeah, he, three he, goals, uh, but you love him. Okay. Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis, what is our defense is not um, that great. Mm, defense. One thing I'd like to note: <laughs> most expensive. Uh, sorry, mm. but three goals nonetheless. One thing I would like to note is Scott McTominay has improved. I've never liked that man. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. but defensively he's doing all right. I know mm. it's three three in that game, but it's a it's a terrible defense at United. Mm. Uh, that shift those three goals, right? Uh, he's starting to score more often. Uh, I like him better than Darren Fletcher already because I never liked Darren Fletcher. So Scott McTominay, if he does go on this thing, they're both defensive midfielders. No, no, no. I'm just saying you he's already got your hate weighing him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly you like him. <laughs> but anyways, let's go. Yeah, so Scott McTominay, if he does continue improving like this, he might be a good Scottish player, mm. uh, but he mustn't get a big head and think he's prime. Uh, whoever I forget central defensive midfielder will just do a good job. Mm. All right. So, Man United are improving. Players I do like in the squad. Scott McTominay a bit. I do like uh, Pogba, of course. Yeah. Four-time Serie A champion, World Cup winner. Mm. Please don't complain to these Farmers League level talents in the Premier League and think players are better than them. I forgot the players' names I want to rant on round, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, Rashford is okay. Cavani is proven that he's a goal scorer. Uh, Greenwood is looking like he's going to be great. Um, so Man United squad does look like it might have a bit, bit of balance up front. They just need to find somebody better to replace Pogba when Pogba gets injured, mm. especially coming from that deep line goal. Um, before we wrap up, I actually have a question for the Man United supporter in this. Um, it seems as though Edison Cavani has been favored over uh, Anthony Martial. How do you feel about this? And can you give us a little bit more insight of how, what's going on in your coach's little mind? Yeah, so so I think I think um, uh, I'm very happy that Cavani starts over Martial, mm. but Cavani's thirty three. Yeah, 
right? So I think I think um, Oli has been taking a, 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 a quite slow and measured approach with this team. Mm. Um, so obviously, obviously now last season Martial is properly put as a number nine. Uh, Oli works with him, tries to get him tap-ins, you know, trying to get those goals or whatever. But you can see the difference of a specialist in that position when, um, when Cavani plays. Um, Cavani is, is, he's very active, his movement, Mm. his, 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 his his all-round game. And, uh, Anthony Martial, I think, He's, I, I think Mason Greenwood's going to take his place. He shouldn't even be looking at Cavani. He's lost that battle. Mason Greenwood is taking his place. Mm. Diallo might even. Mm. Interesting. Interesting mm. view. Um, Uncle Curtis, I would like to ask you a question from an Everton point of view. Um, it seems as though the, the regular performers, not the regular performers, but the stars came through for them in Dominic Calvert-Lewin and James. Um, would you see this as, a, you know, a change for the Everton team, as in, like, it's up from here? Or do you have any critiques that you'd like to offer? No, it's not a change from up here. We're going to be mid-table. Mm. Uh, the reason I ask you this is because you had a rant earlier this, uh, during uh, our episodes about James. And how you don't view him as, you know, a Co- spectacular... Quote-unquote, La Liga sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, End I, quote. I actually remember that. So I'm asking you, as, this was a big game for Everton. Do you see James as being, you know, coming up and stepping up to, uh, to the podium? Not yet. Not yet. So one assist. Um, he's probably had one since the last time I gave that La Liga right and did nothing in between. Ah, Bar an injury, cool, but it's one game. Give me two, three games. Everton have been winning games 1 0, drawing 1 1. I think they lost recently after two, two years. And so I think even my problem is, guys, uh, players hit form and then players and then fans start thinking that these are world class players. Yes. (sighs) Dominic Patrick Calvert Lewin does not crack the top 14. Not throw in all those names, those English names. <laughs> Liam. Liam. <laughs> yes, he does not crack the top 14. Yes, he's got a lot of goals this season, mm. but he's overperformed. Yeah. Right? I could be wrong, and he could go on to kick on to what you call this thing, mm. be a great player. But I'm saying I don't see it because his mentor was Duncan Ferguson. Get out of here and tell me he's going to be a great player. He's going to be a Duncan Ferguson type of player. He's going to score headers, and he's going to do that. I hate That's to say this, do. but I agree with you. Um, he had a, a hot start, but then he sizzled out as the season went. I'll take yeah. him as a second striker, not as my leading striker for a whole season. Yeah. Everton's equalizer for 3-3 was like in the 94th minute. Mm. It was like last kick of the game. Even the goalkeeper was up. Yeah. Mm. I think it was United's mistakes a lot more than... Yes. Indeed. Um, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures, the 7th of Feb. Um, I'll start with your favorite team, Uncle Curtis. Uh, Tottenham Hotspurs went against West Brom at their stadium. And they took that game 2-0. Uh, Harry Kane came back as a surprise feature and scored in that game, along with Hing Min Sung. Um, obviously, West Brom did nothing under Sam Allardyce. Um, if you look at that game, I'll take it to you, uh, Lucas. Hmm. Um, 
clearly we're being shown over the last couple of games that Harry Kane is vital to this 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 uh side. Um, do you think that changes? No, no, no. I don't think it changes. I think he's he's as vital as he's been to this uh, to as he's been to this team. Mm. He's he seems to be in an attacking position. The only player that can take the ball, hold the ball, turn, and then pass it forward. Mm. Um, because because obviously on the counter now they're countering. I don't know two three t- attackers against more defenders. So just holding that ball make makes a difference, mm. and nobody else can really do that for them. Plus he can score goals. Yes. Plus he can hit the assists. Plus he can um, do do all of that. But I mean, West Brom is really uh, dismal uh, right now. Mm. Um, I think it was a good performance by Spurs. Yes, I think it was a good performance by Spurs. But against West Brom. A struggling side. As, I, a, a struggling side, yeah. I say that because I think that one, it might be, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was one game in the last four matches. And then, yes. They won one game in the last four matches, and that game was against uh, Sheffield before this game, obviously. Mm. Um, and that was around the time that Harry Kane got injured. Uh, so clearly, it seems as though winning Formula 4 Spurs is Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Curtis, I would like to ask you if you had any thoughts on that game. I know you didn't watch that game because it's Spurs. I did. I did, I did. Yes. You watched it? Did you watch? My boy Nats. Oh, oh. yes. Uh, <laughs> I see the, the feature of Ainsley Maitland-Niles in uh, West Brom. Yeah. Um, I won't necessarily ask you. No, actually, I will. I will ask you, what did you think of his first performance? It was okay. He was just, he's in a terrible, terrible squad. It wasn't okay before. Did he play in midfield? Yeah. Yeah. He played in mm-hmm. midfield. So he did put in a couple of crosses. He did get up the field. So I'll say it's an okay performance. Mm. <sighs> I'm going to sidetrack a bit, yeah? Um, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> I remember when he was hired by West Brom. He's saying Sam Allardyce is a specialist in saving teams from relegation. Mm. Time's up. The Messiah. Retire. Footballers move past you. Mm-hmm. All right? Nobody cares about that long ball defensive thing because everybody does that. Thing now. Yes. So your number has been caught out. I remember when he said that Arsenal are relegation contenders with them. And then mm-hmm. Arsenal went on that game and then Arsenal gave him 4-0 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he said, no, I was misquoted. Sam Allardyce. Your time's up. You to be terrible. fair, we're on page two. But, yeah. anyway. but you're not relegation contenders anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? But he needs to retire because... Glory. Uh, what you call this thing? When I look at it, Sam Allardyce uh, has conceded 28 goals, right, in 10 games, right, which is more than Slavan Bilic conceded in 13 games. I think West Prom made a big mistake by buying Slavan Bilic. He got them up there from the championship. This is the first time I actually agree with some people when they say he needed more time. Because they love giving that excuse to English managers when they're feeling at the bottom of the Premier League. Right? He needed more time because he got more out of that team. He drew with that team against Man City. No, no. At the Hawthorns. Mm. And then Allardyce comes in and they're getting 5-0 left, right and centre. Football has moved on from Sam Allardyce's tactics. That's why he's been struggling to get a job ever since he left. He thinks he's a top 6 manager. That man is a top 15 club manager. And that's where it ends. He overperformed with Bolton's and the likes, which is why he always gets fired at even clubs that are slightly above mid-level, like West Ham. Mm. Uh, his type of football is boring. If you want to come and argue that, no, it's football, ah, I'm not watching this. He has a 100% game. record for England. 
when he was England manager. Hooray for him. Hooray for him. One game. Um, yes, looking at the fixtures of the Sunday games, uh, we'll move on. Uh, I'll skip the main game and move on to Chelsea versus Sheffield. Uh, Chelsea played Sheffield at uh, Sheffield's home um, and they won 2-1. Uh, goals from Mason Mount and uh, Jorginho, another penalty. Uh, Timo Werner being man of the match of that game. Um, Curtis, let me ask you, how do you view that game? I'd like to first off start apologizing to Mason Mount for proving to be a decent player now. Under Frank Lampard, I don't know what that man put you in that team for. Mm. But under Tuchel, where he looks like you have direction and structure, you're proving to be a decent player. Mm. Don't think you're full-folding yet, but you're decent. Yeah. Right? Chelsea's performance in that game is, okay, expected. Mm. Still new manager bounce. I might change my opinion about Mason Mount. You never know. I don't like English football players that much because I don't think they're that skillful in the first place. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. It's another win. New manager bounce. Let's see when they start playing higher up opposition. I know they played Spurs, but it's Spurs without Harry Kane. Mm. Let's see when they start playing higher up opposition and see what happens. All right, good. Um, Lucas, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, it seems as though Sheffield uh, would traditionally give problems uh, via McGoldrick uh, to Chelsea. Uh, how would you view this performance from Chelsea uh, if we look at it overall from also a point of the defense and uh, attack, it seems? What would you think of this performance from Chelsea? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent performance, right? Mm. Um, decent bordering on good because Sheffield United is a hard team to play against, mm. right? And I know they've lost a lot of games or what, but they're always, they're always in the games. Mm. Um, a decent performance because that's the type of game you just have to get over the line. Mm. Look, it's a, it's a, it's a penalty that wins them the game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, Timo Werner still not having his shooting boots on, but more effective in the game. Yes. I think he had to assist. Well, he won the penalty and he, yes. and he, and he, and he, and he, and he set, set up the yeah. other goal. Mm. Um, Antonio Rudiger back in the, I think he's on goal. Sorry. So I'm going to say he's, he's looking good, but obviously it's not, the stats won't mm, say when he, when he has an own goal. <laughs> yeah. It was just, he was unlucky from that point of view, but yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, so it's looking or it's looking all right. Tuchel is really fo- following the Antonio Conte blueprint. Mm. The three, five, uh, what? Three, four, two, one. Yeah. Um, so it's working out now, but three, three, three games. Um, they really hold in possession, eh? Um, mm. Chelsea in the, in the games they play, they have a lot of ball. Um, they not giving up too many chances, but they're not creating too many either. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 so it's looking all right, but it's because mm. in that good. game, I think they had the same shots on target as Sheffield. So mm. you can clearly see that although there is, uh, they do have the position, uh, mm. the possessions that they don't have the scoring. Mm. Mm. But actually, from my point of view, uh, it's a positive start from Chelsea. Yeah. Honeymoon phase, nonetheless, but uh, positive. Yeah, there's still Kante to come back into the team. Hey, remember Kante is just just coming back. The question is, will Kante fit into uh, Tuchel's uh, game yeah. plan? He he said he can't wait to work with Kante. He said he I think his quote was he's been waiting years to work with a player like Kante. Oh. 
Yeah. I'm happy for him. He's a Kante and Aspil Equator. I'm happy for that little mm. man. That's mm. good. Uh, then we move on to the Sunday fixture, the Super Sunday fixture. Uh, Liverpool went up against Manchester City. Um, in that game, Liverpool uh, were unfortunate to concede four goals. They scored one. Um, two goals from Il Kai Gundogan. Uh, Raheem Sterling went back and screwed those guys. <laughs> and uh, Phil Foden also was on the score sheet. Uh, Mohamed Salah penalty. Surprise, surprise. Soft penalty. Yeah, obviously. Actually, it's funny enough, penalty. you mentioned that. That was also another incident where uh, it was the double jeopardy uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the game again? It was. I Actually, there's a clip. I'll... I'll find the clip. John, John Stones is around him. He's not, he's not the last man. But Ruben, it, there was a, they compared it to another Incident red where? card where David Luiz did the same thing. Surprise, surprise is David Luiz. But where the player came essentially from that side and grabbed, uh, the striker. Oh, okay. Yes. One player got a red card. Again, it's inconsistent, yes. they're terrible. And we feel sorry for David Luiz. But I think we're going off topic. Yeah. yeah. Just on previous let's, let's analyze the match. Uncle Curtis, what did you think of that performance? Yeah, City. What saying, man? They gave them hands. Congratulations that- to City for beating Arsenal Vengers. Mm. 13 game unbeaten, right? In a row. Pep is doing wonderful things in the Premier League now. Mm. Kept Liverpool fans quiet. Liverpool are still struggling to win that Anfield this year, so... I mm. don't know what to say much about that. Sterling was skilling, uh, skinning Trent over there. Mm. I saw a comment on Twitter where somebody said that wingers go to test out their new skills on Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> mm. I so, actually noticed something very interesting. Now the pundits no longer have that uh, view that Trent Alexander-Arnold is the best uh, right back since Daniel Alves. I remember there was comparisons where they were saying that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was better than David. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't defend in these English pundits get mm. way no. too comfortable. They get very excited. It was world it, class. very quick. It was I the saw first comment somebody saying Fordin is world class. I'm like, guys, he's great. He's got potential, but let's not brandish mm. that word out there. It was actually the first time I've watched a football analyst in a long time. But yeah, uh, Lucas, I'd like to ask you uh, two questions actually. What do you think of the Manchester City performance, number one? And then what implications do you think this game has on the title race? Um, the City performance, number one, I think, I think City was very, very good. I think, um, outside of, outside of the penalty where Salah did get in behind Zinchenko and, and Diaz brought him down, mm. there's not really a lot where City's being pulled out of position. Mm. Right. And then also City scored four goals. Ilka Gungat Gundogan missed a penalty. Yeah. Could right? have been way worse. It, it, it could have been way worse. And there was a couple of, there was a couple of misses, uh, misses here and there. I think City grew into the game, um, to, took over the game. I think, like we said, Sterling was burning Arnold, mm. but, uh, Foden started as a number nine. And then later in the game, they moved him out to the right. As soon as they moved him into the right, yeah, he finished Robinson. Everything changed. Yo, he finished Robinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can clearly see that, yeah, that was mm. a spectacular performance from the English uh, City players. Yeah. Um, but also horrible performance by Alisson. He gave away three of those goals. 
Yeah, fair point. It was a rare, rare evening for Allison. He made the two same mistakes. mistake twice. Yes. You say rare evening, but he's got more errors leading to goals than Kepa. Let me say it's a rare mistake. Mm. Chelsea fans, you're being hard on Kepa. Yeah. He's making less mistakes that lead to goals than Allison. So. I think I, you, I, I, no, I, I think without context that sounds ridiculous. I think Liverpool. Liverpool oh, sorry. No, hold on. I'm actually attacking him oh, as sure. well. I think from a Liverpool's point of view, you must remember that Allison hasn't played a majority of the season with proper centre backs. He's playing with Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. In this game, they played as centre backs. Um, you clearly don't have players that you can trust to push the ball up. So I think it's a it's a different. Uh, situation for him to get used to so i think the numbers will probably go up higher because he's in a different situation he couldn't get a five-yard pass he gave the ball to a city player within five yards of him. he can't blame the center that's terrible pass um, yeah, that is terrible but to say he's kepa <laughs> that's that's why i'm like this guy's not kepa in the goals <laughs> I think to compare him to Kepa is a bit harsh. No, he's better than Kepa. He's just not as pretty as she is. Random. Random Arsenal name brought up. But <laughs> he's Juventus that guy's a Juventus name anymore. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he sends Arsenal. you guys a postcard. He, he sings for us every game. <laughs> yeah, he sends you a postcard. But he's his name is us. at Juventus. Yeah, he still loves Arsenal. Hmm. No, he does. But, eh. His paychecks that you went to see. Mm. Um, I think let's just take a little break and uh Right guys, welcome back. Uh we did a little drinks refill. Um but yeah, there's many topics to talk about this week, guys. Um let's talk about one issue that's been a problem, I think, over the last seven days. Uh that's the refs. Uh one in particular who's made more mistakes than most of them. Uh, Mike Dean. Curtis, I'd like to ask you some questions about Mike Dean. You, as a football fan, how do you feel about uh, Mike Dean's performances of riffing as of late? Not even as of late. Let's actually just look at his CV. How do you feel? He's a terrible ref. He must retire. He must never see a professional pitch ever again. In a space of four or five days, he had two decisions overturned, mm. even though he went to the pit side monitor and was like, hey, let me review this. And both times it was proven to be incorrect. Mm. Fine, the game against Southampton versus Man United, that did not have a material impact on the game. Mm. All right? As well as the South... Uh, West Ham. West Ham. The center of Suchek. West Ham it didn't have a material impact on the game because it was the last minute. All right? But then they need to look into that, man. He needs to leave. Uh, he's old. Mm. Uh, he's getting more decisions wrong quite frequently now. Mm. And then the death threats that he received. Terrible that he got those death threats. Mm. Right? You shouldn't be sending death threats to people. Right? But at the same time, that frustration comes from somewhere. Mm. Uh, for people to send uh, death threats for two mid-table teams, mm. <laughs> if everybody's complaining about you, then there's something wrong. It says something about it. says something about your decision-making. Yeah. It says something. Because I remember the very next... In fact, five minutes after the game, people started saying, Mike Dean always wants to be the star of the show. Yeah. And it shows. 
because uh, he's getting his decisions wrong constantly. Guys, don't do death threats to refs. Just petition the FA to get rid of him. One mm. thing, side thing I would like to add is, uh, I read a comment, uh, came out in the statement and it said that due to the death threats he received on him and his family, uh, he would like to pull away from uh, refereeing any games this coming weekend. Mm. You've got to be flipping kidding me if the FA were going to put him near a pitch mm. of them having two decisions before. Yeah. If he can come out and say, nah, I'm not going to ref this weekend because of the death threats, instead of the FA telling him, hey, you made two mistakes this week, sit down. Sit down. Mm. I have to question, especially when you start reading articles such as, there's no black refs in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. There hasn't been one since that one black ref. 2004, 2005, run about those. Uriah Rennie. You know? Yes. And then when you read the article that Rennie used to say, he's like, black refs get punished harshly when they make mistakes at that. And they're all the black refs are at the lower leagues. Mm. Mike Dean must go coach Sunday league football over there. Mm. Not another Premier League football game ever. Mm. If, you, if you're a Premier League ref nah, and you can't make it onto the list of the Euros, nah, Mm. Or even the list of the World Cup refs, man. or even consideration for those uh, ref in those games. Yeah, you should not be officiating top games in the Premier League because you're not even fit enough to officiate at World Cup level. Yeah, what are you doing handling a Man United Liverpool game? What are you doing handling, in fact, any game considering a top team because you are not good enough? Absolutely. Sorry for the death threats, but please retire for your own sake. Mm. You are terrible. Man. People will rejoice when you retire. Believe me when I say that. They will rejoice because they're tired of your terrible decision making. Mm. Uh, Lucas, I'd like to ask you the same question. I, um, since you might not have been, uh, you know, put under the same strain as an Arsenal supporter, <laughs> let's look at it from a Man United point of view. My my first point is look. Look, look at all these issues with Mike Dean. You can see it's not just United games. Mm. No? So I, 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 there was always a narrative that referees are only bad when it's at United games, can't you? Any, anyway, but it's, it's. Under Ferguson. Eh? Under Ferguson. Yes, where we won games and titles. That's where the refs were bad. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. the refs were great when Wenger was finishing sixth. <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> they were great. No, was, still the first. Yeah? was the ref bad in the eight two? They were still bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were still bad. Are you hanging on to uh, past glory like Liverpool supporters after they lost championship? Right, it's not looking good. Sorry, for let me dwell in eleventh. <laughs> 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 Liverpool, from top to bottom, Liverpool. Right? Don't get it twisted. Well, thirty years, thirty years. Hundred percent. But yeah. I, but I I I think it's the saddest thing that we actually know referees' names. Yes. Right. And that Mike Dean is synonymous with bad decisions. Mm. I think that doesn't happen naturally. Mm. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, I think he's just too old. He was maybe a good referee at some point. Never. Mm. I, I, I don't even know, but at, at his age now, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Posh? Um, for me, I've actually looked and, you know, tried to be objective because I think I've said it before on an episode of, uh, of our podcast that I feel as though every time I see Mike Dean's name as a riff, I feel as though, yeah, okay, we potentially going to lose this game, not just lose this game, but lose it and fail. 
Uh, he's always been that type of ref for me who thinks he's he's a a performer. Feels like he's Willy Wonka running around and mm. uh, trying to be the star of the show. Um, for me, I wouldn't necessarily put it as he's uh, unfair to like. Like he's he's biased against uh not biased for certain teams. Mm. I feel like on his day he'll decide. Okay, Shaq, I'm for this team. It's not because he's going to say, okay, Shaq, Man United, I'm for them. I feel as though every every team in the league can actually maybe look back and say, yeah, we've had a bad Mike Dean performance. Besides, besides Spurs, uh, I've seen him celebrate a couple of Spurs. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, Mike D. You see, they actually they actually saw a compilation where he's been riffing uh, Spurs games, and essentially when they miss, he actually has a reaction to 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 the Spurs. Or when like, they score and he celebrates. Yes, I'll look for it and I'll actually yeah. uh, post it on uh, our nothing but football uh, pages. And actually, don't forget to like like. Yes, yes. <laughs> the words are not flowing up. Don't forget to like, share, and uh, subscribe to our channel. But yes, I'll throw that content in and then we'll see it properly. But yeah, it's essentially the only team he, he looks like he favors is uh, Spurs. But um, to tell you the truth, I agree with you. The death threat's a little bit too far. Uh, but also, I... Yo, actually, guys, football is important. Mm. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds very messed up for me to, to say this. But from a fan's point of view, I hate to say, use the word sympathize. There's another word out out there, but I can understand where your voice gets unheard for so long. You make all these complaints and these refs keeps, keep getting away with it. It seems as though this is the only way for them to get the FA's uh, attention. To make death threats. It's a, it's a, it's a pity that it had to come to this, but, uh, also I don't condone it, but, yo. Even so, then, he's the one who decided, I don't want to riff. Not the FA saying, yes. That is decision. actually quite messed up. The fact that, you know, it's not them saying, bruh, you've messed up. Take some time off. It's him saying, nah. That's also very prima donna of him as well. Cause he, he's gonna come back in two weeks or when this <laughs> dies over. I hate that guy. <laughs> But sorry about the death threats. Sorry about the death threats, but just leave the football pitch. Leave it. Yeah. You are 51, whatever age, we don't want to see you ref another professional game. In fact, the English FA just need to get rid of all these refs. In fact, just make it an all black official ref. You can't do any worse than Mike Deans and the likes. <laughs> yeah. But we could go on and on about the refs because, you know, we could look at it from many sides. Book. No, we could yeah. literally look at it from many sides. We could look at it from the VAR aspect. We could look at it from the running of VAR. We could look at it from Prima Donna's side. But I think let's just leave it there for today. Can I just make one final comment? Of yes, please. Uh, I appreciate your comment. All I these pundits you. that <laughs> yeah. are saying that uh, VAR is taken away from the beauty of football. Mm. And I saw a couple of things like on Talk Sport and what, 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 where they're saying that... Um, Football league coaches are not watching their teams anymore. If you are not watching a football game because refs are getting decisions right, all right, I question if you even love football in the first place. Mm. All right, if you are and if you you should never be blaming a system that is created you know, 
to get a fair decision. Because when the decision is right, mm. nobody complains. Yeah. What does everybody complain about when VAR gets involved? The ref makes the wrong decision. Yes. All right? I do, we do not hear cries week in, week out in Italy. We do not hear cries week in, week out in Spain. We don't even hear it in Germany. Yes. Where the refs are competent. Mm-hmm. All right? Amen. And then Spain and I think Spain, France, and Germany. Mm. The refs are still not full-time refs. Yes. They are part-time refs. The only two leagues with part with full-time refs, as far as I know right now, is England and Italy. Mm. In England, the refs have been terrible since 19-whatever. All right? Get your act together. You're the world's richest league. Mm. You can't afford to hire competent refs. Do like what they did in the Premier League. Go start hiring foreign imports. It will improve yes. the quality of your refing. Mm. Because all of them, Absolutely. you can look countrywide. They're all terrible. There's a mistake in every game. Mm. They can't even use VAR correctly. Man can't pick up a dive on VAR and you expect him to ref a game running up and down 90 minutes. Nah. Mm. Get, get better refs. Mm. So, Pundin, stop saying that VAR ruined the beautiful foot game for you. It didn't. You just used to cheating your way to league titles. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely agreed. But let's uh, leave that for now. Let's actually discuss the table so far. Um, it seems as though City has uh, turned up the gear and have decided that, yeah, okay, we need this is our league now. If we look at the league, uh, number one is City at uh, 50 points with a game in hand. Uh, number two is Manchester United. Uh, at 45. Number three, Leicester City. Number four, Liverpool. Number five, Chelsea. I'm going to go up to number 11 because no, my I'm team is there. No, number six, West Ham. Number seven, Everton. Number eight, Tottenham. Number nine, Aston Villa. Number 10, Leeds. Number 11, uh, Arsenal. Don't act like your team's not at the bottom, bro. I'm not. I just don't want to no, we talk about it. We talk about his team when he loses. I think it's fair that we talk about our team when he loses. He doesn't talk about his own team when he loses. No. I do. I, no, now I face that up. When do you talk about referees when your team loses? Yes. Yeah, well, I can't help it if they get well, I don't, wrong in my game. Well, I don't think we're going to have much discussion. Well, we probably will for the sake of the podcast. We'll have discussions about Arsenal there at 11 on page 2. Uh, but uh, Lucas, I'd like to ask you about how you feel about uh, City's form, number one, and uh, United's chase uh, for the title race. Yeah. Mm. So, so City's form, I think, I think very, very good. Um, like I said on the lot on the last podcast, City is the type of team that can go on these runs. Mm. You know what I mean? So if they're sitting at this stage, I, I I don't know how many games are left. What, uh, fifteen games or so, fifteen, sixteen. Yes, essentially it's uh fifteen, sixteen. Uh, City have sixteen games left. Yeah, and uh, majority of the the Premier League has fifteen yeah. games. Yeah, so so I can see them winning a lot of those games. Um, that they that they have to finish. I don't think it's it's written off yet. Um, the title, I think City will still have a hard period coming up. Mm. They'll still have to play, um, the top teams again. Um, and, 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 and that, and, and it's a difficult season. I don't, I don't think they run away with it, but they're definitely strongest. Mm. Um, United to United's title, um, 
conversation. I think the title conversation is pretty much slowly creeping out the window. Mm. I think uh, United needs to se- needs to secure top four, but that in itself is still progress too. Mm. Actually, yeah, I agree with you on the part where United was never in the title race, but I think it was uh, a beautiful feat for your uh, for their fans that they were number one. But everyone always knew that once City uh, got everything sorted out, that they would be back at number one. Mm. Uh, Uncle Curtis, still a slight chance. But yeah, you have a slight chance. You can score goals. We can score goals, so there's a chance. We have a slight chance. You also mm. have a slight chance of getting Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I'm good looking enough. No, we'll, we'll <laughs> give you that. As pointless as that stat is. I'm about to get divorced, can you? Go throw your shot. Oh, wait, let me go take it to Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying, as pointless as pointless uh, stats come. Uh, mm. Curtis, uh, what do you feel about the Manchester City? And um, chances. City have proven that they can go on insane unbeaten runs. Mm. Uh, like they did the year that... What happened? Where they got 100 points. Yeah, 100 points. And, and where they, they got 98 points. No, the year that they took it away. Not even the year they took it away from Liverpool. Uh, not That's the 98 points. 98 even. points. Where they, the Liverpool season before lost. Leading, leading. And then City just stopped losing games up until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Right? But me, I feel that is predetermined by how far they go in other cup competitions, most notably the Champions League right now. Mm. Right? I'm looking at Man City's next couple of fixtures, which will determine if they'll continue losing games for me in the league or not. Right? Is how they'll do their squad rotation. Right? I'm looking at that squad mm-hmm. and they play in Swansea tomorrow. Uh, they're playing Spurs on Sunday. Uh, 21st, they play Arsenal. No, they didn't play another team before Arsenal. Might be the Champions League before. No, no. Champions League is on the 24th. Mm. All right, so it's another team. So they're playing basically every three days mm. up until the 24th from now. Right? Uh, it's Arsenal and Tottenham and Everton. Yeah, they're playing yes, Everton. Everton. All right, yeah. in that thing. So that's... Three tough teams. I know Arsenal's been playing terribly, but surprisingly, they've got the second best defensive record in the Premier League. You know, if he decides, okay, let me rest players for Champions League because that's the cup competition I want to win, that changes whether he will get points against certain teams. Yeah. Uh, he could slip up against a team he normally doesn't slip up against, especially as they start progressing into the latter stages of the Champions League because they are going to win the FA Cup tomorrow. That's another fixture. Right, I don't see them losing Swansea. If the Swansea, if they do lose, then he's prioritizing other cup competitions. But I think mm. Pep is competitive. He wants to do what he did in in Spain. He wants to yeah. win every trophy that's available to yes. him that season. Right, so that's where I think it will come down to. The mm. same way I thought that Man United's title chances or cup competition chances will be down to which competition they prioritize. Because in this season, when you're playing every three days, fatigue is going to kick in. They can't afford to lose Sterling or Foden or somebody like that. Okay, Foden is because he's just coming to the team. But they can't. They say if Diaz gets injured, mm. they might start shipping goals. We don't know. Yeah. Emmerich Laporte is on the bench. <laughs> That's not a bad replacement. Bro, one, of the, <laughs> one of the best uh, defenders from last season. Uh, yeah, but bench. I'm just saying, it's, you just might start shifting more goals. Instead mm. of you winning oh, yeah, 5-0, yeah. Yeah. now it's... 
we're losing one nil because we had one mistake in the game. Okay. Okay. And uh, Lucas, I have a question for you. Um, the top four is Manchester United, Manchester City, Manchester United, Leicester City, and uh, Liverpool. Hmm. Looking at this top four, how do you think it might? Uh, like, is it a mirror of what's going to happen at the end of the season, or do you think there's going to be some changes from this? Um, it's 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 not far it's not far off, right? I, I would I would assume City, United, and Liverpool actually finish in the top four. Hmm. Um, Leicester, Leicester, they like we say Spurs when Vardy and Son are not uh, sorry when Kane and Son are not there. Hmm. Vardy and Ndidi. Mm. at Leicester without yes. them they they drop points Absolutely. and there's obviously Chelsea and whatever uh, Chelsea Tottenham all the Arsenal all the other teams that are that are um um a- able to come into the full spot do i think it'll end in those positions as it currently is mm. um no because i don't think liverpool finishes fourth liverpool's at least third yeah i i still think it's city's league so you think uh basically fourth position is going to be um what's his name? A wild card. Yeah, a wild card. I'm I'm tipping Chelsea for it, but I think a wild card, yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Uncle Curtis, what do you think? I pose the same I give you the same question. First City, second Liverpool. <sighs> Pays me to say this. Third man United if they get knocked out of the cup competitions. Mm. Fourth Chelsea. Yeah. Last week he said fourth Arsenal. So we lose to These opinions change on a week by week basis, like Coaching said last week. But then again, to me, it comes down to Man United. Are they still in the cup competitions? If they lose to Real Sociedad, if they lose to West Ham tonight, right? They have to concentrate on Premier League. Mm. That means you're literally playing one game a week. If you screw yeah. up from there, you have nobody but yourself to play. Yeah, there's a pog by injury now, so I'm not even that uh, that um, confident. Mm. I'd actually like to pose one last question. Uh, I'll answer it because uh, since I asked the question, um, in terms of Europa, who do you see qualifying? Because I'm looking at this table right now. Uh, fifth is Chelsea, sixth West Ham, seven Everton. Eight Spurs, nine uh, Aston Villa. I'm going to leave the rest, but essentially, this is a this is a pool of very good teams. Hmm. Who do you see challenging for Europa? Yeah, I I I, th- I think it's a tough one. And and re- remember, Europa Europa has been getting English teams that should be in the Champions League. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's been Chelsea in the final. There's been Arsenal in the final. Mm. There's been uh, that, that kind of thing. So it's a so it's a tough one. Um, look, like like I said, who, who I expect to finish in top four. But then you just look at then under that for the last three Europa League spaces: mm. Tottenham, um, Arsenal. Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to put Villa there, but I mean uh, Everton. These are quite these are quite strong teams. So thank I, you for I, I being nice by including us. What? Thank you for being nice by including us. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. Jokes aside, Arsenal is still challenging top sixteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like jokes aside, yeah. You still have a guy that shared a golden boot in your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, jo- jo- jokes aside, I- jokes aside, I'd put that there. But it's going to be quite a tough one. I want to see what Everton do. 
So, so mm. and I forgot Leicester they even last season's top scorer. But I'd like to point out, I told you, you two, last uh, last week, I said my 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 second side, West Ham, has been putting in some good performances. And they've got Jay Lings now. Actually, we mm. can't write them off. They've got Jay. They're Lings. sixth. They sixth. <laughs> uh, they tied with uh, Chelsea, who's fifth, and they're one point uh, below uh, Liverpool, who's mm. fourth. Mm. I think we need to put them in consideration. My boy Sushik. Hmm. Hmm. It's actually such a shame that my second side that I'm rooting for is better than my first. But yeah. What can we say, man? What's your Europa League spots? What do you think? I think for their sake, I hope they don't make Europa. Because if they make Europa, it's going to crash their, their next season. Because, Who? Uh, no, West Ham. Oh. I'm talking about West Ham first. Hmm. Since they're on top, I'm giving them. Re- <laughs> I'm giving them the respect they deserve. Yeah. yeah. If they make it into uh into Europa, it's gonna be a uh, tough uh, tough fixtures that might uh influence their form this season. Yeah. Uh, for Arsenal. Uh, from uh, looking at it, uh, with them trying to qualify for Europa, it's gonna be a tough one. I think the best uh, way that Arsenal can try is just win Europa. Oh, currently. Yeah. Like, win Europa, you can come into Champions League. Can't see yeah, because there's no other way for you to be in European competitions. You're out of FA Cup. There's no... Like, you can't come in. Um, other than that, I don't see... I don't see Arsenal anyway in Europa spots. I understand that's harsh as an Arsenal supporter, but I don't see them uh, in those spots. It'll be good for them. In Europa spots either. In Europa spots. I don't see it. And I think... Top seven if other teams don't win the Cups. mm, I I don't see them there. And I hope for their sake that they don't make it because I think it'll be a nice way for them to actually uh, concentrate on uh, the league next year. But that's just my two cents. I agree with you there. I think fifth Everton, sixth Tottenham, seventh I'll give it to Aston Villa or West Ham. Mm. Even Everton over there, I think Arsenal will finish eighth or ninth. So you're going to cut out Tottenham? And no, Leicester. I said, I said, I said you said what? And Leicester. Oh, sixth. Yeah. Leicester. Oh, okay. Leicester. So Leicester. Just, I think oh, okay. Arsenal will finish eighth or ninth, if I'm being honest. Oh. Who's, who's in ninth right now? It is. Aston Villa. I think one one of those teams will follow. I think they'll finish eighth or ninth. Mm. God willing, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, depending on how we play against uh, Benfica next week, it'll tell me if my team has the right mentality for Europa or not. Because early on in the season, I guess it was pop teams that we were playing in in the European group stages, but the football was better there. Yeah, if they had continued the same mentality, where the football is better on that side. I'll give us a chance of winning Europa if the draw is kind to us. Mm. If we play in Benfica, we get knocked out. Uh, I'm gonna start watching golf. So, so then in in what's remaining in Europa, because you're saying if the draw is kind to you, if the draw is not, is Arsenal comparable to the strong teams in the competition? I think in Europe, yes, in England. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. In Europe, yes, because in Europe. We still have a good, strong defensive record in the Premier League. I think certain things are not going our way. I also think it's down to the way that... I'm not giving refs as an excuse, but the way games are officiated in England, where uh, it's a bit more physical. Uh, mm. In 
Europe, Willock was scoring goals. So I, I believe Pepe will score goals. I believe Aubameyang will score goals against Inter Milan if we play yeah. Inter Milan. I can see that happening. Okay. But it has to be kind. Let me meet Inter Milan in the semi-final of the mm. right? Because of, even when you watch Inter Milan in the in the league, those guys ship goals. They'll win games, but they ship goals. Uh, and in England, I think it's just got our pace, actually, young, and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I think that's we've 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 covered all that we needed to cover. Uh, should be an interesting uh, couple of weeks to see uh, what happens because I've always said that uh, February is always a a vital period between February and early weeks of March. This yeah. is where there's still quite a, a congestion of fixtures. All comps. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be an interesting uh, round of fixtures. Um, we could be back in page one. Uh, I don't think you guys will be uh, on page two. You guys are doing well. I'd like to say this on record. Yeah. That, uh, congratulations, Lucas. I'm happy for you. Well done, all school, Lucas. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> give him, give him his credit, bro. Like he's, 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 he's stuck by his boys. Hmm. Uh, he still wears his Man United shirt in public, even though it's embarrassing. I'll give him that. He's stuck by his boys. Yeah. Like he's using hmm. one of the main defenses. Yeah. In from hmm. the beginning, he's clearing hmm. the deadwood. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Um, let's see what happens, uh, from this point. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to discussing it with you guys. But um, for this week, I think we're done. Uh, it's been a good discussion. Thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh, tell your aunt. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell tell your girlfriend. Tell us mampinani. Everyone. Uh, thank you, Mata guys. Matale Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them all. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, thank you, guys, for joining us. Uh, it's been Uncle Curtis here. Tell your girlfriends about the podcast. That's all I can say. <laughs> Why? I need women. Dennis listeners. I need women love football. Oh, okay. Fair point. There has been a, a surge of a woman who've started to enjoy the beautiful game. And I'm hmm. a pretty face to look at. Yes, you are. We are all God's. We are all God's children. We are all God's children. Hey, that Zarona has been working on that beard. So, ah <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> nah. Let me not be a hater, bro. You're looking good. Let me not be a hater. Uh, we've got Uncle. Would you prefer the name Uncle Lucas, or would you just like to be called Lucas? Yeah, I th- I think I I think I need a Dover's nickname on this thing. Yeah. There's like there's Uncle Curtis, no, there's listen. Mr. Potion, and then there's yeah, because I feel like regular guy. You were the one. <laughs> you were the one who was hosting earlier on, so now you don't have you know the yeah the sign like, off like. <laughs> so I'm mixing. Yes. <laughs> so I'm giving you the opportunity. What would you like your nickname to be? We're we're gonna figure this out yet. We're gonna yet. We're gonna figure this out. Uh, I I need a cool name. Let's start with Louis K. Okay, I wear no. Louis K is a. Starter. I'll find one. I'll, 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 I can't think of one right now. But you will not get the one that you like. You're gonna get the one that you least like. Sure. But yes, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's that's been it from us. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys.
about like guys who, who, who were just crazy on the pitch or off the pitch Both off the pitch yeah. off the pitch no, we look at guys you look at guys who've been arrested like the Jermaine Pennants what's yeah. that other guy that man played with a with an ankle bracelet <laughs> do you know when he was Birmingham no? yeah that man had the house arrest tag on his ankle <laughs> jamming in the Premier League bruh there's some crazy hopes you remember that other guy who used to play for Chelsea he was Romanian Mutu Mutu the cocaine guy the cocaine guy oh okay Rio Ferdinand was also cocaine guy no no Rio Ferdinand got banned for 8 months because he missed the the, the drug he test had he had cocaine no no he took the test I, I think this I think it's the next day guys guys know, whoa, 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 wait 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 but do you know how long it takes for cocaine to get out of your system it's like mere days it's like I think three or four days sharp then why did Mutu get caught with it because he was cocaine sharp when when Ferdinand did, did Ferdinand but, but guys because whoa whoa imagine they tell you this at the start of the season give us three or four dates across the whole year and that time you must get that man was at Sparge or, or whatever that equivalent of, of of that was and then those people randomly rocked up to his thing this guy wasn't dodging bruh no, wait you, you, you give no, them no, dates no, no. a year wait, before wait. or like can I just say something you give them those dates thinking that they're not gonna come no one ever thinks that they're gonna come uh uh, what's this called? They're gonna come test you. You give those random dates, but you don't know that flipping uh, um, what's his name? Roy Keane is gonna be throwing a party. Hundred percent, and he got banned for eight months for that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Lucas, when he tested months. the next day, that was day four. Yeah, dog, he was, was done. No. It was in the system. Yeah. Dog, the guy That's that got busted for cocaine, Mutu, got seven months. This guy just missed the test eight months. This guy failed the test seven months. No, crazy. But that's that's crazy. That's an admission of guilt, bro. If What's you don't want to test, it's not that he didn't want to test. It's that they rock up unannounced, and he couldn't just run home. What were you doing? You have to get. He was at the grocery store, dog. He, he didn't want to test. So they say. Eh? He didn't want to test. It's not that he didn't want to test. It's like it's like the CC. It's like the courier, whatever. People. So you can't pee. Hey, you don't pee. He was not at home. It's not like they said, Ejo, we're coming, and then he disappeared. Lucas. You told them six months before that on the 14th of December. Where will you be on the 14th of no, December no, between no, no, 8 no. and 2? No, no, forget about that. No, 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 tell me where you'll be on the 14th of December before, between 8 and 2. I'll be at home. Hey? I'll be at home. So if I pulled up at your house that day? Yes. Ah. No, but the thing is, if they pull up at your house and they say, Wait, Take a lot has gone back empty-handed many times. Lucas, <laughs> you are telling me that. They knew he was at spa. Man. So when they get there, they don't no. call you. Man. What you say is they don't call you. Man. They yes. don't give you, let's say, oh, you at the groceries. We'll give you 30 minutes to get back. I tried to call you. What I'm saying is there's not even that. It's that you six months before, say on six months on that date, I will be at this place. Yeah, cool. Six months. It's not even a phone call. It's six months. You, Where are you going to be on the 14th of September, dog? I'm not arguing that point. <laughs> I'm arguing on the day they just pitch up, man. They do not call anybody. They just pitch up and leave a note saying, "Well, yeah, you want your shot." No, they they pitch up and they call, but I think you have a you have a particular time period to pop to show up. So he missed that time too. Yes. No, no. Yes. I think I think you you're talking cuck because of your boy. It's not that he he didn't make it because they didn't want to wait for him. 
I think he said, I'm not going to make it. No, he didn't answer his phone. He didn't answer his phone. He didn't answer his phone. It's his own fault. It's his own fault for declaring six months in advance. What about Colatore with his diet pills? Yeah, he got caught for doping now. Yeah, it's it, so there's people who are doping, then there's the guy who misses the test and they're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. That guy gives you a clean test the ne- very next day. He could have given you the same day, but you left. Somebody else's piss. Okay. Hey? Somebody else's piss. Well, prove that. I don't know the particulars of cocaine tests, but I know that they do go out of your system very quickly. So that's why he missed it. He missed it because he knew tomorrow. I must just go and buy aloe vera. Anyway, that, that, that's one of those things where people pretend like nothing happens to Man United. Miss a test, give a clean test the next day, eight months. Fail the test. Cocaine. They're on the res- seven months. Ah, uh, come on. We they said, were suspecting you know, we said, it. You said you got the refs on your pocket, not the FA. <laughs> <laughs> they were suspecting it. Nothing. We said you got the refs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the refs, the refs on the pitch. I don't know what you. <laughs>